0: Hey, what's going on? It's GJ Sports, and we're back with another episode. Today, we're going to tackle everything NFL with Week 17 and the Wild Card starting next weekend. I got Reese here, and uh, I'm excited to jump into it. This is going to be a really great episode because we've got a great slate of games. Uh, before that, I can remind you to follow us on all of our social pages Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. I think I said Twitter twice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, and then, so really follow us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, really
0: follow us on Twitter is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, reach us for any questions, DJ uh, djsportspodcast at gmail.com. Um, and now it's time for the beer segment. Yes, it is.
1: Reach My what you got for favorite line of the podcast. Honestly, I don't really know how to read this can. I think it says chill State which is kind of a weird name for a beer, if you ask me, but I guess it's called Chill State, and that's all it says anywhere on it. So, Oh, no, I lied. Yeah, what about you?
0: Um, Before I forget, I'm going to – so this is going to be for people who watch the video because podcasters, I'm sorry. Uh, But this is what my friend gave me for Secret Santa. It's like a, a giant beer mug with the DJ Sports logo on it and on the back this is time for the beer segment so shout out to my my homie Cameron Cameron Rispicio, uh
1: got this made for me for Secret Santa it was a great gift yeah dude right you showed me that uh, when you got it and I just thought that was the coolest gift in the world it's so practical and it made so much sense it's so personal and stuff I thought that was so cool yeah
0: um, I really appreciate it I'm definitely going to be using it you know as long as it lasts <laughs> Uh, But the beer I have today is the Lagunitas Little Something Ale. Have you had this one recently? I think it's pretty popular.
1: Yeah, I actually have. I sometimes get the Lagunitas pack and stuff. So that comes in it. Okay.
0: Lagunitas is pretty solid. And I think this one is just like a little better version, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I I feel like that's one of the, like their most popular ones. Like I know everybody, like wait, Lagunitas they do. What's their popular one? That's in the is it eight hundred five right? Or am I getting my breweries mixed up? Is it eight hundred five like its own thing? Yeah, I was gonna say I always think it's Lagunitas is eight hundred five, but Lagunitas does the because uh, they're Firestone Walker or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Crap, what's the what's the popular Lagunitas one dude I'm like really pissed off that I'm like <laughs> totally drawing a blank right now let me see
0: if I can find it but yeah I can see how you mix them both up because they're both pretty similar
1: I I always do that too like since I first started drinking beer I started just their IPA I think that's the popular one right is it and it's just called Lagunitas isn't it and that's why I always screw it up here this is what I see are you talking about like one of these packs oh yeah i'm it's literally just called the lagunitas ipa too Mm -hmm. and that's why that always screws me up because i feel like it should be like more and i give it more but anyways that's the one that's like super popular and honestly i eat that one and this something ale is like the only uh the only one that i really drink now so nice yeah, so, I'm not... so you chose a good beer, Dev. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, did you give yours a rating? Oh crap, no, I didn't. I just started checking it. Um I mean it's alright. I'll go with like a solid like seven six. What about you?
0: Seven six. Yeah, I'm a fan of this beer.
1: Um I'm gonna go seven eight oh okay. you're just gonna yeah i was gonna say you're just gonna prove that you're enjoying it more than i am <laughs> no it's just uh you know personal rankings <laughs> all right let's get into it we got a lot of good stuff to talk yeah,
0: about yeah we do um and obviously we're gonna get to the playoffs but i wanted to talk about just something that's kind of been the story of today um, and that's what happened last night with the philadelphia eagles <laughs> And the Washington football, yeah. because Yikes. it was really something, and it just—it was really crazy to me just to see how upset people were, like just from all corners of the NFL, not just the Giants and not just Eagles fans. You know, it just felt like, oh, everyone was mad. But yeah, reach. Just talk to me about what you saw and what exactly went down last night.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. That was like the weirdest part was how like everyone like collectively came together to hate on Philadelphia and stuff. But um, from my point of view, it was like, like in the moment before, I think before I went on Twitter and stuff like that, I wasn't that upset with Doug Peterson and like his was choosing to do there. Um just because like for Philadelphia, like I think he was doing the right thing for his organization and he was just doing what he had to do. But at the end of the day, like I think with all the backstory of like Philadelphia and like playing the right way and just like everything going on there um, and just how much that game meant, uh, that was a pretty ugly scene. And I think for like American sports in general, that kind of like, epitomize like almost like like I don't know, like the only reason that even happened was because the NFL chose ratings over the most competitive balance of the sport. And we're seeing like the ugliest like side effect of that. You know, and I think just because of that, Doug Peterson is like getting all the blame and stuff like that. But maybe the NFL and their scheduling should probably get a little bit more blame in this situation. What about you? Like, what was your, like, initial thoughts when you were watching it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was just – I was really surprised, too, because um, nobody really gave the Eagles a chance. I think there were six-and-a-half-point underdogs uh, at home. So, you know, they were competing the whole game. You know, their defense was playing great. And it really seemed like they could pull one out, you know. It was, uh, like, I think a one-possession game going to the fourth quarter. And, you know, with all the stakes, everything on the line – I as a football fan would have personally liked for them just to try win, try to win, you know, um, make things interesting. But at the same time, I just, I can see where Doug Peterson was coming from. And like you said, the scheduling makes complete sense because if this game was at like 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, uh, under all the shuffle of all the other games that's going on, like no one would really talk about it, but since, you know, it's Sunday night football, everyone's watching, then it gets magnified. Like, you know, a hundred times. So um, mm-hmm. I think you're right in that the NFL should probably, you know, consider, I, I I can't even blame them too much because I can understand why would they would put it there. But yeah, it was just kind of like an oversight on their part, I would say.
1: Yeah, it, it could just because I don't want to be like too nitpicky with them just because like I said, like this was almost like the ugliest side effect of that situation of like choosing to have one game played at, like, a later time and stuff like that. But, uh, like, I I feel like it would be an easy fix since they already do, like, the divisions play each other and stuff like that just to have, like, all those games at the same time. Like, just make sure just at least the division battles aren't determined in, like, some crazy way like this just because, like, this is going to carry over. I mean, that's sports in general. But, like, the animosity that the Giants are going to have for the Eagles next season because of, like, a situation that at the end of the day, like how many other teams were potentially doing that yesterday, you know, like, I don't know. That's why I I don't want to blame Doug Peterson too much, but I don't know the scheduling and maybe not punishing losers in American sports just kind of, I don't know. I, I just, I think the league will move on from this pretty quickly and this will be forgotten pretty fast hopefully Mm because I I don't know like like you said like all the the hate and like everybody coming together on like Twitter and then like all the sports shows you know talk shows today and stuff it was like I don't know it was almost just like he was answering for too much when it was just such a simple coaching decision in my opinion like so many other teams like I said so many other teams were potentially doing that yesterday so it was just such a tricky tricky situation and mm-hmm. it unfolded in front of all of us so
0: yeah i uh, just like yeah the only thing i'd say is like as just a player on the eagles like you know you want to you know they gave their all for 3 quarters and you
1: want to compete
0: um uh, I, the last i'd be game. pissed
1: yeah i'd be pissed if i was if i was philly you know i mean yeah. i i feel that way almost any time this happens in the nfl where it's like towards the end of the season and you got guys going out there trying to you know maybe make the team for next year let you know they got all these incentive bonuses and stuff and then you go throw out like a quarterback that you know isn't that good because you have to see what he has it's like that's what preseason for that's what practice is for that's what all these other things are for and then like I don't like doing it on other guys dimes and other guys time is where I kind of struggle with that kind of stuff so I don't know
0: Yeah, just a tough situation. So uh, the second thing I want to talk about Week 17 was um, just Tua struggling uh, against the Bills. He had a really rough game, three picks, and the Bills blew out the Dolphins. Um, Do you have like any um, kind of like a take on – so does it look like the Dolphins fucked up by benching – uh, Brian Fitzpatrick for two or like what do you think it was too early
1: um I think it's I think it's almost too early to really answer that question because with a good off season he could come out and have a fantastic second season and that could be off the back of a lot of like a lot of uh, hard hard learned lessons that he learned in, in these games that he started um, this year because I mean sitting behind a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick and then also being able to start with a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick in the room I think both are equally as valuable for his experience so I could see why Brian Flores like wanted to get that in and stuff but I, I'm I'm not ringing any red flags because of this final performance or because of how he ended the season or anything like that. I think, um, I think Tua still has a lot to prove. And like I said, next season will be the, uh, the defining moment for him. But, um, I I think it's too early to really call, call for Brian Flores's head because of that decision or anything like that, you know, like, or, or to get on him because of that one decision. Like I, I don't think we can really judge Tua yet. Uh, yeah, I think the just the thing that maybe Dolphins
0: fans are gonna be thinking about is, you know, maybe we would have played, would have made the playoffs if we kept Frank Fitzpatrick and not Tua. You know, because they were one game away. Um, you know, that might have been the difference. And at the in the end, I agree in, in the aspect of like it's too early to judge him you know, based off a couple of games. It's just, I think, like, the bigger picture for the Dolphins making the playoffs, I think they, they probably would have made it if Fitzpatrick wasn't benched.
1: Yeah, but if you look at, like, the bigger, bigger picture, I like, what does this team really get out of going to the playoffs and probably, like, no offense, but probably not putting up much of a fight. Like we would probably try to make a case for their defense and like what they did, but I just don't think the team is playing well enough to really make noise in the playoffs. And I think like, with, like I said, with a good offseason for Tua and like a little bit of chip on their shoulder, watching the bills potentially do something special this year. um, I just think that this isn't the worst thing to happen uh, to Miami. They had a great season and they got a lot to build off of. And I think given Tua that much-needed game experience for a quarterback that you know you're probably going to give your franchise to, um, I think they're in good hands, and I think they're set up for a pretty good uh, season next year. So I I don't think they can really – they should clap themselves on the back and move on.
0: So the last thing I want to talk about before we move into the playoff games is Derrick Henry uh, hitting a benchmark that only now eight players have hit before, and that's 2,000 rushing yards in a season. Um, you know, pretty, uh, you know, incredible accomplishment considering how many few people have done it. I just wanted to take a second and recognize that. Um, he had, like, I think three games of uh, 200 yards or more and twice this is against the Houston Texans. So, sorry about that, Houston. Uh, Reese, but yeah, you have everything to say? About
1: uh, 2,000 yards for Derrick Henry? I mean, incredible. And I feel like it almost went – not that it went under the radar, but like you said, like this has only been done now eight times before. And, yeah, we've been blessed to see it happen a couple times in our lifetime and stuff. And I just – I don't know. I just think that a season like this most of the time is going to come out like an MVP award or something like that but just the fact that he's not just being like hailed as like just this crazy performer this year like I don't know I like I said I just feel like it's kind of gone under the radar like he's getting the credit he deserves right now but all season he just hasn't been like I don't know do you think that he's been given the credit he deserved all season has this been like a 2,000 yards se- like a one in eight players have ever done it before like if that happened in any other sport I feel like it would be like all over the place and This just isn't really getting talked about right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it also has to do with the fact that he's a running back. You know, they oftentimes don't really get uh, maybe the recognition they deserve, especially in recent years, you know, with the NFL moving to, uh, you know, more towards passing and stuff. And, you know, the the age-old running backs debate that we've, you know, talked about a million times. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I don't know if you saw the end of that Titans game, but when he was breaking the record, um, it was a close game and, like, you know, there's a lot. Uh, going on in the fourth quarter, but I feel like even the commentators didn't really mention it that much. Like, they made, like, one offhand comment, and, like, you know, I think it's just... I remember when Adrian Peterson did it, and it was, like, such a big deal, you know? Um, When he won MVP that year, like, it felt like people were counting down the yards. But, you know, he also had a lot of things going for him. Like, he just came off an ACL injury. Uh, His team was pretty bad, Um, and he just basically, you know, put, it, put them on his back. So uh, but I mean you know two thousand yards, two thousand yards. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, I mean like you said, like Adrian Peterson won the MvP that year, didn't he? And that was well, did they did they make the playoffs that season?
0: Yeah, they did. They lost in the first round oh. to the Packers, but but
1: they made the playoffs. Okay. No, I'm sorry then. Yeah, I, I mean he put them on the back and led them in the playoffs because that was a bad I remember that was a pretty bad Vikings team. So. Christian Ponder. Yeah. Um, yeah exactly so yeah I mean I think about like doing in today's NFL I think make it all and you know you want to give them all the props and give the Titans all the props for you know in today's day and age to say and screw the pass game and screw these high-flying quarterbacks and we're sticking to the run game and you know, building a team around Derrick Henry it was uh, clearly the smart thing to do as we've seen their uh, playoff success over the past couple of years. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, just big props to them.
0: Yeah, that's why I've, I've kind of become a fan of this uh, Titans team because they're like a mix of uh, the old and the modern NFL combined, you know? Yeah. So it's a really, really cool team to watch. Their offense is – defense is actually really bad, but <laughs> uh, their offense yeah. is, is fun to
1: watch. Yeah, I was going to say, I I do like watching that offense. Like you said, that perfect mix of new and old, so.
0: Yeah, all right, let's get it right into the playoff games. Um, You know, I I was honestly really grateful uh, after week 17 that they added an extra playoff spot because I looked at the playoff schedule this weekend and I'm like, man, three, three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, like, you know, that sounds amazing. What else can you ask for? Yeah, it's like it's like heaven for us football fans. So, so the first game uh, Saturday morning is Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. Bills are six and a half point favorites. Um, this Bills team has been on fire, just um, you know, scoring touchdowns at will. It seems like in their last few games. So the the big question for me is, you know, are can the can the Colts keep up with this high flying Bills team. Like, are they going to be able to put up enough points? You know, uh, we talk about this Colts team a lot, Reese.
1: But what do you what do you think?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I was gonna say I feel like I've been a pretty big fan of this Colts team pretty much all season. Um, I've been vouching for that defense and stuff, and um, I think. And I guess that's probably my main point for this game with them is like not really about their offense and keep not you know trying to keep up with. I think if they try to keep up with Josh Allen and the Bills' offense, they're you know they're they're not going to win that game. So I think the Colts' defense and been one of the better defenses in the league this year. Um, and if they have any chance of winning this game, is to come off of like one of those big defensive performances and they're going to have to do something to stop Josh Allen because like, I don't know, I I, know if they try to keep up with the Bills offense, I don't think that there's any shot. So um, I don't know if it's going to be about them putting up enough points, but really just uh, keeping Josh Allen off the field. And I think this team's kind of set up to do that, you know, play the running game and just play the possession ball and kind of be annoying, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah um you know colts you know hang their hat on their
0: defense for sure and jonathan taylor um, recently has been coming on really strong i think last last game he had 200 and uh something rushing yards so you know he's shown to be the the talent from college that uh, people you know were saying that he was going to be broke so many records at wisconsin but, yeah, I just um, – you know, I think – I just got to say I feel like this Bills team is too hot right now. They've they've been playing ridiculous football as of late. Um, they're averaging around 40 points a game in their last uh, three. So, I just – as good as this cold defense is, um, you know, like you said, they're going to need to just control the ball as much as they can, limit their turnovers, uh, which Phillip can. And this, this Bills team is uh, susceptible to the run. So we need a huge game from Jonathan Taylor, but um, yeah, I think the Bills will, will take care of business at home.
1: I was—it would almost take like a flawless performance from the Colts to uh, to beat the Bills in this one because not not only would it take something special defensively, but you need your best out of your rookie Jonathan Taylor. You need Philip Rivers to be on his A game and not turn the ball over. So yeah, I, I don't I don't see them uh, stopping Josh Allen. So.
0: Next game is the Baltimore Ravens against the Tennessee Titans. Um, you know, this is a rematch from last year. Um, the Titans ended the the Ravens' hopes after the Ravens had uh, a 14-2 season in a season where they thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm really looking forward to this one because there's so many storylines going on here. You got, you know, or the rematch, Derrick Henry again versus the, the Ravens, and he just tore them up last last week. I just – when you look at both these teams, I feel like they're really evenly matched. The Ravens are uh, three-and-a-half-point favorites, which I think is kind of high in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, Reese, how do you see this one going?
1: Yeah, I mean, this one – gosh. I, it, I feel so bad for Lamar because the guy just – not that he can't catch a break, but I just feel like this like playoff chip that he has on his shoulder. Because, I mean, as we were just talking about, Derek Henry could be a real big issue. And um, if Ryan Tannehill is on his game and if he's doing the simple things right, then uh, this could be, especially if they get a lead early, this could be not easy work for the Titans just because of that defense. But, um, I just get worried about uh, what Derrick Henry could potentially do um, to that Ravens team. But on the counter side, if you look at the the Ravens the last few weeks, they've just been—I don't know—they they, they kind of look like the old school, not the old school because it was only last season, but they kind of feel like the Ravens of old, where they're really flowing through Lamar, and Lamar's really just like controlling the game and stuff like that. So. You know, if they give him the ball and they they give him the reins and stuff like that, and he he does something special, then I got Lamar taken over and winning this game for him. So, do, do you think that like I don't know, like I feel like people are so flipped on uh, the Ravens right now. Do you think that they're going to show up, or is it going to be one of their crappy performances? Yeah, I mean, they they have been playing really good as of late,
0: um, but I mean that schedule was <clears throat> pretty easy. It's some uh, kind of some weak teams in there, but I mean, regardless, you you have to be happy as a a Ravens fan to see how Lamar and the team's playing. They play the Cowboys, Browns, so good win against the Browns team um, on the road. Jaguars, Giants, Bengals, um, <clears throat> and they're averaging around thirty three points a game over the last f- uh, five games. So, I mean, honestly, there's a reason why they're favored in the sense that you know. I think the betters are just looking at how well Lamar's um, and they've been playing as of late, but yeah, and it could be and easily be a repeat of last game, where Derrick Henry is just running all over them. They have possession. Um, the only thing I think is the difference is that this Titans defense is a lot worse than they were last year. Yeah. Um, they're they've actually given up the most. Uh, I think they're worst on third down um, in the NFL, like number thirty-two. So. I think th- this will be a high-scoring game. Um, Lamar and the offense are going to be able to move the ball, but yeah, this one is
1: honestly one of the toughest games for me to call on the weekend because it, it could really go either way. Yeah, and, and what worries me most about the Titans is like normally with them and with that run game, I, I say hey, if they get on top early, then you know they can just hand the ball to Derek Henry at will and they don't need to worry about Ryan Tannehill at that passing game and then it could mm-hmm. get ugly, but that defense is so bad that if Lamar Jackson is on his game, then he's going to have his way out there. And at that point, I, I you're you're almost relying on Ryan Tannehill a little too much. And not, not that I completely doubt the guy, but I just don't want a playoff game riding on his shoulders when you got Derrick Henry in the backfield. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, um, I watched a good amount of Titans games this year, and yeah, the formula to beat beat Tennessee is there, like. You just got to go up early, uh, take Derrick Henry basically out of the game, make Ryan help throw for, you know, three quarters, uh, which is why you've seen some ugly scores with Tennessee. Yep. But it's a lot easier said than done, you know, and there's a reason that they won their division. There's a reason that they're hosting a playoff game.
1: Yeah, true. Got, got to give them respect for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. So the next one is uh, AFC North rematch. The Cleveland Browns against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, how crazy is this game going to be, Reese? You got the Browns making their first playoff experience in 18 years against the Steelers, you know, their hated division rivals. So, I think I wish – this is the game where I I wish there were fans in so badly because could you imagine that atmosphere? Baker in, you know,
1: Heinz Field in a playoff game. Yeah, it's going to be one of those moments where just, I think, collectively as sports fans, we're going to be uh, very sad that um, there aren't a bunch of people there to witness it live, but it doesn't take away from the moment and, you know, like what's really going on and stuff, and I mean, this isn't just their first playoff appearance in forever, but they're also going for I I forget where I heard this I probably just read this on Twitter or something but um they're going for their second ever win at Heinz Field they've only won one time at Heinz Field in franchise history just yeah in franchise history so just like the magnitude of just like wow what this game means for Cleveland fans oh my god I'm I'm all here for it. I'm glad that we're ending ending uh, the day with it and stuff. And, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this one. But I'm, <laughs> I'm very, like, torn on who to call for it because Pittsburgh's just been playing so bad recently. Like, who do you have in this one? Yeah, dude, this one has been so hard. Like, my my
0: head says the Steelers, but my heart says the Browns, you know? <laughs> um because honestly, I'm right like, there, there with you. There's no reason why the Browns can just uh, take over and just steal this game on the road because they have the firepower, you know, uh, the running game. Jarvis Landry has a late has come on really well. Baker's actually been playing good football, uh, limiting his turnovers. You know, he, he looks a lot more confident back there in my opinion. Um, and that defense, you know, is actually really good. So I think, th- I think this will be a, a really close game and,
1: There's no reason why the Browns can't win this one. Yeah, and I'm all here for it because, like, I hate being, like, all heart-heavy and stuff like that, but because I'm so into this Baker thing and Cleveland on it, um, there's no fun in the Steelers winning this game. So, (laughs) Yeah, I think most of America is going to want the
0: the Browns to, to win this one. And honestly, I'm gonna say that I, I I'm on the same page as that.
1: Why not? Yeah, why not? They deserve Let's, it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They, they've had a lot of had a lot of pain over the years. So
0: yeah. Um. The only thing is, like, yeah, the Steelers were missing, um, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of starters last week, but like you said, they they haven't been playing good football. Um, yeah. Big Ben looks like he fell off a cliff. They have no running game at all. Um. So. It's just going to be the matter of, I guess, which defense plays better, in my opinion.
1: Uh, and honestly, in a lot of those games that the Steelers weren't playing good football, they had a lot of their starters in. So, yeah, maybe this last game against the Browns is a little bit different, but it uh, doesn't take away from uh, the bad football they've been playing to close out the season. So, mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin's got a lot on his hands if he wants to pull this one out. So.
0: That's going to be a great game. Um,
1: All right, let's move on to the NFC.
0: First game is the LA Rams against the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are four and a half point favorites. Uh, Rams just beat the Cardinals a couple days ago with John Wolford as a starting quarterback. Um, You know, this game, I just, I feel like we're not playing our best football right now. You know, Cooper Cup wasn't playing because of COVID. But Reese. From the outside looking in, like, how how do you look at this going?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think as a Rams fan, you're probably a little bit worried, and I'm a little bit worried for the Rams right now. I mean, I think the quarterback situation, even if that's figured out, you still have, you know, not a hill to climb, but you're still looking at a pretty tough matchup, even if uh, Jared Goff is playing um so I I don't know I think going in with the defense that you have is uh probably the most comforting thing for the Rams and again I feel like in all of these matchups and I'm such a sucker for that with like playoff football you know you got to have the defense and stuff like that so because of that I'm giving you know I'm definitely giving the Rams a chance in this game um Anytime Aaron Donald is uh, playing in a playoff matchup, I'm definitely going to give that team a chance. So, but if Jared Goff can't go, I, I don't, I don't see this being much of a game. Um, what about you? Like, what, like, what are you? I I know you're obviously going to be a little bit biased and stuff like that. But how are you feeling? Like, you know this team a lot better than I do. So, so yeah,
0: you hit it on the head um, about the defense. I just sneeze,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and God bless you, Depp, who's muted. <laughs> cool. All right, sorry about that. <laughs> so
0: yeah, um, honestly, the I'm I'm obviously worried. We have if we have to go with the backup quarterback, and it's not like we were playing good to begin with. But um, the thing that makes me feel better is that we don't really have any pressure on us. You know, the pressure is on the Seahawks right now. They're the home team, uh, the favorites. You know, no one's really expecting us to win. And especially if we have a backup quarterback, but if we could go in there and you know, get the dub, um I honestly I think it's it's possible just because of how good the defense is and it's not like the Seahawks have been playing good football either. Like they've been struggling too um as of late, along with Russ. So I think I think, you know, I heard this thing where it was like you know, we, we might be better off with Wolford instead of Jared Goff because Wolford won't won't turn the ball over um, and make mistakes like that. So,
1: you know, and, knows, maybe you know, dude. Like, I, I didn't want to come out too bold and say that, but part of part of my thinking was almost that, like you asked about from like an outsider's perspective. And I'm like, look, I like Jared Goff, and I've always been like a a fan of his, and I'm always arguing for his sake and stuff, but. For this matchup, like, yeah, kind of a little too heavy at his stats. And I might have just seen like a couple plays here and there that not impressed me, but showed me that, okay, wait, this guy can like hang in the NFL at least. So, I mean, it's not going to be a disaster performance if you have to throw out Wolford. And like you said, Seattle isn't playing incredible football. It's not like this is the Seattle defense that we're used to seeing. So, whichever quarterback goes out there to play, I'm expecting Sean McVay to have him ready to go. If it's Jared Goff, then I'm expecting Jared Goff to be ready to throw football and ready to, you know, play a playoff game. So I'm trusting whatever that decision is and whichever guy it is. Yeah. Like, like I said, I'm giving them a chance. And yeah, I mean, Wolford, even with his lack of um, the lack of film that Seattle has on him, it it really might be an interesting move for, you know, tough divisional um, playoff game, which we've seen in the past can be pretty, uh, pretty low scoring, you know, most of the time going to be a possession or two um apart, so mm-hmm. it, it definitely could be interesting.
0: Yeah, um you know, I actually for some reason feel feel pretty good about this matchup for us because you know, McVay has actually done well against the Seahawks recently, so you know, in that sense it's it's positive he you know, he knows how to prepare for them and divisional matchups are always tough. Um and on the other hand, Aaron Donald, after the post game, said uh, after the reporter told him that, that we're going to be playing the Seahawks, he said he said that's what we wanted. You know, we wanted to play against the Seahawks. So I think they're looking forward to the matchup too. You know, I'm sure they have a uh, you know a, a little beef with Seattle. You know, as he, that happens, you see a team in your division but twice a year, so just a you know, little bit. Yeah, it's natural. Um, and yeah, I, honestly, <laughs> like it, if even if it's Jared Goff or Wolford, like. I think our defense is is going to keep us in the game uh, no matter what. So, the the matter is going to be you know how many points can we put up, can we force any turnovers from Russ? Um, and in the sense from of Wolford, like I actually liked what I saw um from him. You know, like we saw Nate Sudfeld, and he was you know, I was like, All right, at least he's not he's not a Nate Sudfeld. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> you know? he was. He was. Yeah, that was a third string quarterback for you. No yeah. fat.
0: <laughs> Um, and he's actually really mobile too. Like he was doing really well on the ground. Uh, I think he had 30 or 40 yards rushing And I just love, um, that he got out of the pocket and, you know, just ran for first downs when, when he needed to, didn't force a throw, um, into, into traffic or anything like that. Honestly, you know, that's, that's sometimes all you need, you know, you see the quarterback to make the safe play, not turn the ball over. Um, and you know, even though we only scored 18 points, you know our defense was still held them out, and I think I think we will give the Seahawks problem. To be honest, like I don't think uh, Seahawks fan want, fans wanted to see the Rams. Like maybe
1: I'm wrong about yeah. that. My opinion. Oh no, I think I think you're absolutely right. Like flipping the script. Like if you're a Seahawks fan, you're definitely. I mean, y- you want to see Wolford in this game, <laughs> you know? Because if I, I, well crap dude i don't even know like uh, like we said just the deception and uh, how he played i mean as a backup quarterback he he definitely to me he impressed to me and showed that he belonged uh and showed that he's got some fight in him so uh i, I think this one could be uh pretty fun and i always like the story of like a good defensive performance and like a backup quarterback <laughs> like you know, doing the little things in order to make this one happen. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm all here for this. So, All
0: right, next game in the NFC is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Washington, uh, where they're eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Washington, of course, won the NFC East, uh, Tampa, with their first year, Tom Brady. He's going to make the playoffs. Um, they're they're eight-and-a-half-point favorites. In this one, do you think that's too high, too low, or is it
1: just about right? Um, I mean, given the NFC East this year, I think it's fair to go over a touchdown, but I, I think this one's actually gonna be a little bit closer um than people are giving it credit. Um your big point here was uh the pass rush getting to Brady and stuff. And I think that was like um Pretty much exactly the point that I was gonna bring up about this whole uh this whole game is like that's pretty much the only thing that's like really, really given Tom Brady like the most uh travel in his career and stuff. So I think this one could be a little bit interesting. It's just it, it's the Washington offense that kinda of scares me. I don't I mean, you're gonna get a healthy Terry McLaurin, so hopefully we can see something special out of them, but uh. Am I getting, like, too excited about, like, a really bad Washington football team or what? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to gauge them because, you know, I just – it's going to be tough for them to put up points, man. Um, yeah. You know, th- th- I, that game against the Steelers, like, their defense played so well. And, like, like I said, having a, a healthy Terry is going to be huge. And their secondary is not that good. So, I think he's going to need a big game for them to – to really uh you know keep up with that that uh Tampa Bay offense and you have Antonio Gibson too he's he's really good but that Tampa run defense is, is uh is honestly one of the best their secondary is more susceptible to the pass so i think they're going to need a huge game from Alex Smith and um yeah the so in regards to the pass rush the only times we've really seen Brady struggle this year is when he's he faced a team with an amazing pass rush you know against the rams you know, he threw, three. I think, three interceptions um, against the Saints. Both ga- games he struggled, and they have a really good pass rush. So, um, yeah, maybe eight and a half is a little too high. But at the same time, I'm thinking, like, you know, this Tampa Bay offense, they've really been clicking the last couple of weeks as well. Uh, you know, they score, like, two – if they go up, like, 14-0, you know, like, how is Washington re- going to come back? <laughs> That's just the yeah. way I look at it. I-
1: yeah, it, it, it's, I mean, it, it's definitely going to take something special, but um, I just think there's little things in this game where like looking back, if Washington ends up winning, it's not going to be like the biggest surprise, like Bucks have definitely shown that they have holes this season. I mean, they, they lost to the Giants, uh, right? Wait, did they lose to the Giants? No, they, the Giants just put up a fight against them or yeah, whatever was- the heck. Really yeah, What? Yeah, I was going to say, whatever the heck happened in that game. So, you know, there's just little things like that, the pass rush. Um, I think a guy, like, I mean, dude, Chase Young is, Chase Young's our age. Like, this is a guy who grew up, you know, watching Tom Brady play on television and stuff like that. Like, and now in his first ever playoff game, he's going to be chasing after the dudes. So, I just think, like, little things like, oh, and then Devin White is out of the game, who's, like, kind of the field general for that defense. Uh, so
0: That's a huge loss.
1: Yeah, you know, I can't really show up in this game, and I don't know. It's 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 going to be tough for Washington for sure, but I want to give them a chance. You know, I definitely want to give them a chance for the Alex Smith story, for Ron Rivera, for for all of that. Um. I just think that this is at least going to be a football game. So, and mm-hmm. hopefully, that's not like disrespectful saying that that's it's going to be a football game. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So many storylines in this one. Um, you know, Brady Gronk AB playing in the first uh, season t- together. I honestly, I look at this uh, this first year with Brady and the Bucks, and I think it has to be a success. Just you know, um. They had a, a pretty good season, you know, considering all the situ- everything was going on with COVID, limited practices. Um, you know, teams kind of had to like make things on the fly, you know, with with all the all the problems that and post moments that they had to deal with in a later training camp. So, I think that this t- season is a win. Um, you know, no matter what happens in this game, uh, as a Tampa Bay fan, what would you think? Would you like your first year with Brady?
1: Yeah, um I think right now, yes, I would say that, but I mean, I think if you do get bounced like I think sitting with where they're at today, getting like not winning the division isn't that big of a deal in your first in your first year here and stuff like that, but you got the highest um playoff seed and your reward for that is playing the absolute worst division that we've seen in football in a really really long time and yeah. I, I think after that you'd probably be pretty damn disappointed if you don't get a win in this playoff game but but you're right I I think in the long run this is definitely um a good season for them um but again I just think there's going to be a lot of salt if uh if they don't win this game <laughs>
0: Mhm um yeah. yeah I do agree. that makes complete sense because the pressure is on Tampa Bay here um yeah Alright, next game, let's go to the Bears Saints. We got the Chicago Bears uh 10-point underdogs against New Orleans, they're coming to the Superdome. Um I mean, I get apparently they're not giving much uh chance to the Bears. Uh but yeah, Reese, do you see any way that they they can pull off this upset, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean Vegas must have seen, um, Vegas must have seen Mitchell Trubisky play quarterback or something. Um, cause I do not trust this guy and I don't trust any Chicago Bear quarterback in a uh, playoff game, to be honest. Like, it, I don't care who, like, I don't know. I don't really give the Bears a chance, but the fact that they have Khalil Mack <laughs> always makes me rethink things. And then now that we're hearing all this, like, Kamara injury stuff, it it just gives me a doubt. But no, I, I think the Saints kind of handle this one pretty easily. Um, are you giving them a chance? You know, I, I'm
0: thinking, like, Mitch has actually been playing pretty well recently. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's going to be hard for me to to really see the Bears playing one bit upset off because you think about, like, I look I think about the Vikings team from last year. Like, that team was just built to beat the Saints. And and that Kirk Cousins just kind of put that team on his back at the end. But, you know, Saints have had tough losses in the playoffs recently. But I think they should be able to take care
1: of business. If they don't, then something's gone terribly wrong. Yeah, 100%. I, I think – because of the defense, and because, like you said, because Trubisky has been playing well recently, um, if this one's close in the fourth quarter, I get scared. <laughs> for like, if Kamara can't go, then things get kind of interesting. Because, I mean, you're you're probably throwing a lot of Taysom Hill in there, which might not like I, I don't know. Like, you play yeah. like a risky game plan at that point, but I still like the Saints in that situation. But- if it's a one score game in the fourth quarter like and there's a turnover there's a, you know a big play by the by the bears or something like that it's like the doubt's going to creep into that new orleans sideline and that's that's where things are going to get pretty tricky so they just got to come out they got to take care of business in the first half like they're perfectly capable of even if kamara doesn't play and They'll be good to go, but um, if they give any sign of life uh, to the Chicago team, I mean, with what we've seen with uh, the Saints in playoffs of uh, years past, I'm I'm not writing off uh, anything, so.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, obviously Kamara's going to be huge, and Michael Thomas hasn't done too much this season. Doesn't feel like he's really got back into rhythm. Um, but yeah, I I do like how the Saints defense has been playing. So that's that's just gonna be the the main thing, you know. Um, If Mitch can score a lot of points, then and they can keep this game close, like you said in the fourth quarter, then yeah, then it's just like you know, that like that crunch time that the Saints just haven't been able to show up in
1: in previous years is gonna show up again. Exactly. Yeah, Uh, that's just where I get worried. It's just like. The ghost of years past kind of thing you know so mm-hmm. before we
0: wrap things up um i want to just like do, do you have a game
1: where like you're really looking forward to like your number one oh definitely brown stealers 100 that one if, if that's like the easy one and like everybody's gonna go with that um you know <sighs> Probably Ravens Titans, actually, just because of uh, what's happened in the past with these teams and with uh, Lamar Jackson's season and his playoff chip. I just think um, just seeing something big from him um, and just kind of like putting all of that in the past real quick and like one performance would be uh, something special to watch. And then on the other side of the ball, you got a 2000 yard rusher. So um, I'm pretty excited about that one. What about you?
0: Yeah, so I was actually gonna say Ravens Titans, as well, uh, because yeah, I was. Sorry. Yeah, because, <laughs> no, no worries. Um, yeah, because I mean that that one. There's just just so many storylines. You got the rematch. Um, can Derrick Henry do it again? You know. Uh, but yeah, if, if I had a like another one, I would say uh, Tampa Bay in Washington. Um, I'll keep the Rams out of this one, but it's just yeah, I just want to see how Brady. You know. We've seen Brady so many years, uh, in January, you know, this is where he's, uh, just delivered it year after year. So, um, yep. you know, see if you can do it with
1: his new team. Yeah. I was going to say, that was actually going to be my honorable mention if we were going to choose this, the same top two. Um, yeah, just, and not only Brady, but just everything going on, on, on Washington side of the ball, it's just been such a, such an insane year for them. And, uh, with Alex Smith and Ron Rivera, seeing them both in the playoffs is going to be so, like, just as a sports fan, I'm just going to be so, like, in awe. Like, I don't know. I'm going to have to watch that whole game just to kind of, like, hear what they say about it and stuff. So that's going to be real fun to watch. Yeah,
0: I'm really excited for this weekend. Um, You know, two triple headers. That's not much any more you can ask for. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and, yeah, we'll be back next week to just cover everything that happened and look
1: forward to the divisional round. Yep. Last weekend, we get to, uh, like, just sit on our couches and not do a damn thing both days of the weekend. So let's enjoy it. Let's watch some good football, and we'll be back to talk about it. So,
0: Yep. <laughs> Remember, you could always uh, reach us for questions at our email, at gmail.com. Please follow us on all of our social media pages, DJ Sports Podcast, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Reese, thanks for being on. Um, can't wait to watch these games. Yeah, dude, excited to talk about them, and
1: thanks for having me. Yep. Take care.